The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. It's time to face the music. It's your day in court with a people's lawyer, Bruce Hagan and attorney Ray Judice. Today is a special version of your day in court because one of the members of this show, renowned lawyers, Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice, Ray actually in court, can't make it to do the show right now. We're hoping by the end of the show, or at least before the end of the show, that he will make it in, but otherwise we'll continue on without him, let you know how you can get a hold of him if you ever need your help. But uh, but ironic a little bit, Bruce, that we're doing your day in court and Ray is actually physically in the courtroom. You know, Ray and I don't pretend to be Real-life trial lawyers. We are real-life trial lawyers. And one of the things when you're a trial lawyer is that your schedule is oftentimes not your own because we are at the mercy of every judge whose court we appear in. And so when the judge says be there, we got to be there. You're exactly right. And I know you've done that a million times as well. And and, uh, we're going to talk about a local story that has uh, gotten national press because of the celebrity involved, the celebrity around the Chrisley family. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But, uh, Bruce, if folks need your help, and, and you help in so many different ways in the personal injury arena, but not only just, you know, if someone is injured through no fault of their own, but also in the world of biking. Yeah, and in fact, this week, uh, we're in the midst of the Atlanta Cycling Festival. There have been events every night and will continue through the weekend. So if you see large packs of cyclists, which I know everybody who drives a car gets excited when they see a large pack of cyclists, it may be because there's a big festival taking place. And so rather than get angry, I encourage you pull the car over or drive home, get your bike out of storage, burn off some energy, that chain and get out and join the fun because uh, it is fun to ride around on two wheels. But yeah, I do a lot of advocacy on behalf of bicyclists and pedestrians. You know, those really are where my passion lies. Um, but we help people with all kinds of personal injury matters. It's easy enough to find me hagen-law.com. That's H-A-G-E-N-law.com. You can email me bruce at hagen-law.com. You can call me anytime 404 404- 202-2233 is my cell number, which I only disclose, thanks to Ray, to the listeners <laughs> of this show. And if you do need defense, if that's the uh, the area of law that you need, I'll give you uh, the contact information for Ray Judice, and it is rayjudicelaw.com, or for short, just rayglaw.com, because some people struggle with spelling his last name. It's G-I-U-D-I-C-E, but rayglaw.com will work. DUI defense, criminal defense, traffic violations, he can do it all. But if you'd like to reach out to Ray on his cell, it is 404-964-4185, 404-964-4185. Bruce, let's start with the Chrisley family, Todd and Julie Chrisley. The reason I know of who they are, not because I've actually seen their TV show, because I've not, but I've met them a handful of times at events in North Fulton County when they did live there in Roswell. You know, they're a reality TV show couple. This show was called Chrisley Knows Best. Well, they are being accused of essentially tax fraud, right? Submitting fake documents. 
and exaggerating their wealth to borrow more than $30 million. Yeah, and, and financial fraud. And, you know, it's interesting because here, here you were spelling out Ray's last name. There was another reality TV star from Real Housewives of New Jersey, Teresa. I think she pronounces it differently than Ray does, but it's spelled the same. I'm going to say it's Judice because I think she's changed it sort of like Joe Thiesman being Joe Thiesman. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, same sort of thing. You, you've got these folks who live this over-the-top lifestyle. Uh, they're kind of addicted to the blatant opulence and showmanship of living this wealthy lifestyle without any real regard for where the money came from or how they're getting it or for following the laws it relates to the sort of rules that the rest of us have to follow. So in Chris Lee's case, you know, and, and I, I will confess, um, I have watched the show and I've oh watched my. it many times. There was a time early on when I was just fascinated by it. I mean, both his sort of ambiguous heterosexuality and his relationship with his wife and right. kids were just wildly frustrating and entertaining. And his mother was always a, a fun character that sort of reminded me of a Southern version of my own mother, mainly sneaking around, drinking when no one was looking and gambling <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, God bless her. Right, exactly. She's, she's great. But it became increasingly obnoxious. And I think, you know, as they became full of their own success, which I never really understood how they're living this lifestyle to begin with, it led to a bankruptcy in 2012. And then all these allegations that they were defrauding the government, they were defrauding financial institutions by pumping up values and creating false documents to make it look like they had wealth when realistically it was all smoke and mirrors and lying particularly to some smaller banks to try to, to get additional loans. And they say the smaller banks didn't do the same sort of diligence that the larger banks did. I mean, to me, that's kind of the bank's problem if they're not doing their diligence. Um, but if you're presenting fraudulent documents to get a loan, and if it's, if it's a loan that's guaranteed by FDIC or anything like that, or from an FDIC bank, it becomes a federal issue. And certainly if there's tax evasion, which is part of the allegation here, that's what leads to the U.S. attorney getting involved and you having to sit there and face these charges. The one thing I will say is that the Chrisleys have hired an excellent attorney, a guy named Bruce Morris, who I have known for years. I'm sure Ray knows him very well also, who's a great lawyer and incredibly smart. He's not cheap and he's not going to take a case like this just on a promise that there's money there. He's going to get himself paid before he goes to court on this. But so they're going to get a good defense. And there's a reason why there was not a plea deal entered. You know, uh, Teresa Judice and Real Housewife in New Jersey and her husband, they served jail time for the charges against them. But the Chrisleys obviously felt like, no, they're, they're not pleading to this. He has, like a lot of folks, maintained his innocence throughout all this and claims he would be exonerated. I believe he was exonerated of some state level charges. But as we've talked about in the past, when the feds get involved, it's a whole different ballgame because they just make sure they have everything lined up before they take a case like this to trial. It will be very interesting to see where this goes. And the Chrisleys, just like every listener here, is entitled to their day in court. And that's what they're getting. No doubt about it. And as a matter of fact, that federal trial is happening here in Atlanta. I want to ask you about the lawyer that they've retained, Mr. Morris, that you know, they have to see value in the case to take it. So he had to look at the evidence or what's been presented and say, I believe that I can show that these people are innocent. So there has to be more than just a bunch of hearsay or he wouldn't jump in. He wouldn't risk his reputation, correct? Yeah. uh, Although, you know, um, if a client can afford the services of a defense attorney, that client is going to get some representation uh, and and it's their reputation more so than the lawyers. The lawyer can fight a good fight. And then uh, if the client gets carted off in handcuffs, the lawyer 
either goes home afterwards and consoles himself there or at the nearest pub, as the case may be. In this particular case, Morris's defense is to try to say that the person who managed Chris Lee's company that they created, this asset management company, they're claiming that person did all the defrauding that Chris Lee was an innocent victim and didn't know anything about it because, hey, I didn't even graduate high school. Ty Chris Lee didn't graduate high school. And that, you know, he he didn't know what was going on. And Braddock was doing all of the financial shenanigans with banks and with taxes. Braddock has uh, gone to the U.S. Attorney's Office. He's received immunity in exchange for his testimony. So not surprisingly, the, the defense here is, hey, jury, that's the guy who's at fault here. That's the guy who did wrong. The guy they're giving immunity is the one who should be being prosecuted, not us. And, and you know, some people may believe that. But look, this family, like it or not, um, is is extremely well known. They're, they're famous for being famous, at, at least locally. Yeah. And, it you know, I'm sure there are going to be some jurors who may never have heard of them. But there's going to be a lot of folks who have. And, you know, they, they see this sort of happy-go-lucky silliness that goes on um, in their family life. Um, and they may have a hard time finding the maliciousness and, and the intent there to commit a criminal act from somebody who comes across as such a benevolent boob in his uh, TV show. Goodness gracious. There's so many layers of of a trial, and you, and you and Ray have laid that out so many times, Bruce, but but that that to me is hard to wrap my head around that that somebody would be like yeah he can't be guilty because he's he's you know he's too dumb to be guilty <laughs> you, you know what i mean exactly uh well it's 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 a defense and uh you, you know the, the, the um there's also this innocent spouse sort of defense where julie the the wife uh julie chrisley is essentially saying you know i didn't know anything about anything you know todd took care of things and and he was ripped off by this guy braddock but I certainly didn't know anything. She, she's got an additional wire fraud charge against her claiming about sending false bank statements and false credit card reports in connection with some uh, home rental situation they were doing. You know, it's, it's, you really have to ask questions. And, and, and folks, if you run into a situation where you think, hey, I, I know I love my spouse, but they're doing something here that really makes me uncomfortable and I don't understand it, uh, any lawyer would tell you, don't put your name on it. File a separate tax return. Don't put you know. Don't put your name on that loan because ultimately you're going to be responsible, even if you didn't know what it was about. Because that's a very difficult defense to make. No doubt about it. And um, you you know I've I even been told that outside of a you know out of of a courtroom where my parents when I was younger, much younger. They were like, don't ever do that. Don't ever sign for anybody because you are on the hook. It's it's really common sense, but it's amazing how people will emotionally get invested in whatever the the decision being made or they're emotionally invested with the person making a decision and do it anyway. And yeah, uh, I, that, it's a bad idea. In my family, uh, my, my parents were very uh, debt-averse and, and just lived a much different Smart. lifestyle. My, my, my dad's goal in his entire life and professional career was that the IRS never knew a thing about what he did and that he would die owing them money. That's uh, right. and, it, and I think he had his mission accomplished. But I remember when I was a young lawyer and my wife and I were trying to buy our first house you know, for $128,000 or whatever it was back in 1988, I needed help with the mortgage. And so I asked if he would co-sign with me, if my father would co-sign and that there would be a requirement to disclose tax returns. And, you know, he told me, he said, son, uh, I wish you the best, 
but I have spent my entire life not producing things like that. And as much as I love you, I'm not producing it for you either. If you right. can't afford this house on your own, then you don't need that house. Yeah. And so smart man. Uh, yeah, he really was smart man. No doubt about it. This is your day in court on Extra 106.3 with renowned lawyers Bruce Hagan and Ray Judichek. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Bruce is a guy that is a cyclist himself, and he represents people who are bicyclists that are injured due to the negligence of someone else on the streets. Bruce, you had to dispel a little bit of misinformation when it came to some posting about bicyclists on the Nextdoor app, and that is a popular social media network targeted toward people in their own neighborhood, so they have a, a place to discuss things that are happening. And in this case, it was about bicyclists. Yeah, and the Nextdoor app is a, it's a unique little cesspool. It can be great, you know, if your dog gets loose and you want to post a picture of your lost puppy. Its frequent purpose seems to be to help people clarify, were those gunshots or fireworks? You know, it's <laughs> that's like, right. that's, that's the ongoing question. That's and right. in rural areas, it's more like, hey, what kind of snake is this? <laughs> yeah. But this week, there was a particularly heated debate. And if you think that we're divided as a nation into our tribal sects of where we come down, politically on various issues. When it comes to the rights of bicyclists versus the rights of drivers, there is intense, deep hatred, and it runs across the board. I get it, but I also want to do my part to try to sort of make it a little bit easier for everybody. You know, can't we all just get along? Yeah, let's let's settle down a little bit. Let's simmer down. Let's settle down. There's so much rage out there. Being behind the wheel of a deadly weapon, which is what a car is, is not the time to channel that rage. But some of the things that uh, people are misinformed about were really highlighted in this next door conversation. The thread started with one guy posting a comment that he got yelled at while riding his bike on the street for not being on the sidewalk. Seemingly innocent enough comment, 
as someone who rides his bike frequently, you know, I know if somebody yells at me, the best thing about that is that means they saw me. That's right. You're not getting hit. That means they weren't face down in their cell phone. It means they weren't just brain dead or asleep at the wheel because they've been working two shifts and fell asleep behind the wheel of the car. They saw me and got mad enough to yell at me. Okay, you yelled at me. You didn't kill me. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel the same way, you know, about cars honking. But this particular person who yelled at the bicyclist was wrong about saying you should be on the sidewalk because the law specifically says that anyone over the age of 12 is not allowed to ride their bike on the sidewalk. So you're asking this bicyclist to break the law just so that you can have the convenience of not having to slow down and take a few seconds out of your life while you wait until it's safe to pass this person on the bike. So that's one of those things that's a common misconception out there. By the way, the next door comments, it was probably about 400 comments deep. And eventually, you know, again, you know me, Tug, and the listeners, if you know anybody else, as much as I'm ready to go to battle in court and give you your day in court, I'm a peacemaker. I'm a joiner. I'm I'm trying to bring folks together. I mentioned that this week was the Atlanta Cycling Festival. Uh, We had an event earlier in the week at a local brewery called Lean Draft House in West End of Atlanta. Nice. Haven't been. Great place, great bar, great spot to hang out, and right off the Beltline in that area of West End, Southwest Atlanta. But I went on to this post. I said, "Hey, look, I'm going to be speaking at this event as part of the Atlanta Cycling Festival. Everybody on this thread, please come out and let's just talk it out. You know, let, let's all have a chance to air our grievances and and speak." And so, you know, I had this event, and about 50 people were there, but they were 50 people who were from the Atlanta Cycling Festival that were not the folks that were part of this thread, uh, because as you know, the internet is full of tough guys who are happy to put a lot of negativity out there face to face. Nobody wants to confront anybody. Some of the other things that came out where people are just so misinformed are the, you know, riding side by side. That's another thing that irritates people. You know, people, if cyclists are two across and the law specifically says you're allowed to ride, that's what's called two abreast, meaning side by side. What you're not allowed to do is ride in a swarm you know, of three, four, five across, that is illegal. And when you see that in your neighborhood, if you do, just know that you're seeing illegal behavior by some bicyclists, okay? That doesn't entitle you to run them down. It doesn't entitle you to throw anything at them. Uh, It doesn't really entitle you to much of anything other than to say, I just observed some illegal behavior by people operating a bicycle. Ask yourself if you ever see illegal behavior by people driving a car. (laughs) Ask yourself if you engage in illegal behavior? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. And you know, among the other things that I do, I train police officers in bicycle law and how to enforce um, the law. And, and, you know, that enforcement goes against drivers and bicyclists. You know, bicyclists are bound by almost all of the rules of the road in the same manner that motor vehicle drivers are. Um, So I go and I train police officers and, and they're misinformed about this stuff too. You know, and I, and I tell them, I know, I know you have perceptions because you've seen bad behavior from bicyclists. We all have. We've all seen bicyclists run stop signs. We've all seen bicyclists ride in, you know, more than two abreast. Um, maybe you've seen them split lanes and ride between cars, right? There's, there's a slew of bad behavior that you can see by people riding a bike. But that's not everybody that rides a bike. That's those people, right? But I'm sitting here telling you, and listener, disagree with me if you want. Send me an email. Post a comment on Twitter at Peeps Lawyer. I don't care. I'd I'd love to hear it, actually. But I'm telling you, every single one of us that drives a car breaks the law every single time we drive the car without exception. No doubt about it. We all think that you're not speeding unless you go more than 10 miles an hour with the speed limit. So if it's a 35 mile an hour speed limit, I'm going 42. I'm only going 42. I can't get a ticket. No, you're breaking the law. 
Um, the worst of it, of course, is cell phones. So I'm telling you, every single driver, every time they drive the car, and I tell this to police, including every one of you in this room, <laughs> had, you know, broke the law when you drove here today, and you will break the law when you get back in the car again. We don't say that every single driver is, is a law-breaking lunatic right. and right. off the road, right? Yeah. But if you see behavior by some, by listen, I would say the same is true about people on motorcycles, right? We've seen behavior of motorcyclists on the highway, you know, just flying past us at super high speed, um, splitting lanes, using shoulders, right? And so because of that, if you, if you heard that there was a crash involving a motorcyclist, immediately your thought is, oh, he was probably speeding. He was probably being reckless. He's riding a motorcycle. What did he think was going to happen? That's just not how justice works. And that's not how the law works. When you get right down to it, ultimately what it comes down to is, you know, respect for other human beings, right? The roads are not just there for people in cars. The roads were not built only for people in cars. The, a, a, another common misconception, we hear this from people is like, I buy gasoline and my gas taxes are what pay for these roads to be maintained. That's just not accurate. It's factually incorrect. There might be some portion of gas taxes that goes to pay for roads, but it's your property taxes that right. go that go to pay right. for it. Right. It's and and everybody's and everybody's property, including and the bicycles. The way, I know there are people who have given up cars specifically just to ride bikes, but for the most part and the vast majority, I'm talking, you know, way in the ninety high ninety percent, people who ride bikes also drive cars. <laughs> so right. your argument that, you know, my taxes, my gas taxes pay for these roads really doesn't fly when the person riding bikes says, I have a car, I buy gas too. Exactly. I just don't buy as much as you do yeah. because I'm riding my bike for this three mile errand while you're driving in your car wasting gas. There you go. Well, uh, we, we're getting $4.69 a gallon. You know, you might think that, hey, you know what? Doesn't cost much anything to get on my bike and uh, go for a short ride to, to run a local errand. Why not do that instead of getting in the car? There you go. We got to leave it there. But if you ever are in a situation where you need legal help and you're a bicyclist or you just have a personal injury question or uh, a case that you need to be reviewed, I would direct you to Bruce Hagen. Bruce, how do folks get a hold of you if they need you? Uh, easy to reach me. The cell phone number is 404-202-2233. Email me, bruce at hagen-law.com. That's H-A-G-E-N-L-A-W.com. Uh, on social media, it's at peepslawyer, P-E-E-P-S-L-A-W-Y-E-R. Shoot us a comment. You know, if there's a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you have a question, if you just want to tell me how much it frustrates you when you're driving a car <laughs> to see these people in spandex on their bikes, have at it. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all ears. That's, okay? right. That's right. And a peacemaker. So you'll uh, you'll try to uh, bring the sides together, which I love. And uh, if you need to reach out to Ray Judice for uh, defense law, you can. Uh, it can be DUI defense. It can be criminal defense. It can be traffic violations. His number, his cell is 404 nine six four forty one eighty five and no he doesn't mind me giving his sale out he gives it out as well four oh four nine six four forty one eighty five for Ray Judice or you can find him on the web at RayGlaw.com as in the first letter of his last name RayGlaw.com easy to get a hold of him we appreciate you spending time with us here this weekend on your day in court and if you ever miss a show or there's a topic that comes up that uh, that you wanted to, to hear about that we discussed you can go back and listen to this show anytime in podcast form on the extra 1063 app download that free uh, wherever you get your apps just search for extra xtra 1063 fm atlanta or you can go to any of the podcast platforms wherever you get your podcast search for your day in court and you'll find us right there have a great weekend
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.